Gummer Jobin from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 19th of January 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Let's kick this week off with the perennial Georgia EU relations. On Monday, the 16th, Maka Bocorishvili, chairwoman of the Parliament's European Integration Committee, met EU Ambassador Pavel Erzinski. Meeting with the ambassador, she talked about the progress made in terms of the implementation of the 12 recommendations and discuss what steps can be taken by Parliament for greater integration. For the meeting, she told journalists that the evaluation of the European Commission regarding Georgia's questionnaire was already prepared and would be shared soon. According to Bocorishvili, the exact date of publication of the evaluation has not been announced. However, the government expects that Georgia will do well. Monday the 16th, Herzinski said the European Commission and EU member states would do everything to help Georgia and hope for a positive result in the bloc's assessment of the country implementation of the 12 conditions. Speaking of which, very interesting story was published in the New York Times on Friday the 13th. In a detailed article, the author Ivan Nechpurenko shared how Western goods reach Russia through Georgia. According to the story, with Western sanctions barring many imports, a lot of what Russia needs now travels a slow, crowded truck route through the Caucasus Mountains from Georgia. War in Ukraine abruptly cut many of Russia's trade links to Europe, but the country's economy quickly made adjustments, finding alternative routes for imports. Over the past 10 months, Georgia has emerged as a convenient logistics conduit between Russia and the outside world. Illegal, of course. The truck drivers seem to be quite content with the rising revenue, and there seems to be no plan to deal with it. The EU does not like it. Want to check out the full article? Link in the show notes. Moving on to Misha. On Monday the 16th, former MPs of the Georgian Dream, Orotsneba, have now formed a new movement called Popular Force and shared a discombobulated statement about the future of Misha. According to the statement, the imprisoned former president was quote, blackmailing his patrons to escape justice, end quote, and the latter may order his assassination in custody to kill two birds with one stone. The statement claims Saakashvili was blackmailing his unspecified patrons by uncovering the details of the 2008 Russia-Georgia war and the goals behind the clandestine 2021 return to Georgia, using the information to exert pressure on the unnamed forces to ensure they, in turn, force the Otsneba government to grant his release on medical grounds. These are the same corrupt goofballs who were claiming that the EU and the U.S. were trying to drag Georgia into war. Speaking of Misha, according to Imedi News and the latest partner of the former president, Misha Saakashvili, Lisa Yasko, has had his baby and Misha's mother, Gyuli Alassania, gifted the baby with real estate, a luxurious home in the center of Kiev, and many grivnas, the Ukrainian currency, with Saakashvili's consent. Imedi News shared the story on Tuesday the 17th. However, neither Gyuli Alasania nor Misha nor Liza Yasko confirmed this news. That is, that Misha is the father of the baby or the gifting of the property. Far-right group Alt-Info has prevented a Georgian literary and government critic from delivering a lecture in eastern Georgia town of Kvareli. On Sunday the 15th, around 20 or 30 members of Alt-Info obstructed the car of Professor Levan Berzinashvili from reaching the offices of the Euro Club Kvareli Center, where he was due to deliver a lecture on Georgian poet Ilya Chavchavadze. Berdzinashvili's car was eventually turned away, as according to him and the organizers of the event, the police did not intervene to clear the way. 
Berdzinashvili, a prominent philologist and former Soviet dissident, claimed that he only saw three police officers at the scene and that they did not ensure his safety of passage to the Euroclub Kvadeli Center. He accused the government of orchestrating the incident. On Tuesday the 17th, a WHO collaborating center was opened in Georgia. This is recognition of the immense work of Georgia to eliminate hepatitis C in the country in collaboration with the United States. The new center will be part of a worldwide network of 800 centers and share knowledge and experience with member countries on viral hepatitis C elimination. On that note about healthcare, paramedics and ambulance drivers have taken to the streets to protest deteriorating working conditions and inadequate pay. Protests took place in front of the Emergency Situations Coordination and Urgent Assistance Center in Tbilisi on Tuesday the 17th and was supported by the Medical Trade Union. The protests were demanding a 100% increase in their wages and dismissal of managers of the Emergency Coordination Center. This is the latest in a series of protests held by ambulance crews since May 2022. On Monday, Health Minister Zuda Azarashvili said the government was unable to meet their demands as there were nine more agencies operating under the ministry. More news about health care. On Tuesday the 17th, Irakli Markvelashvili, the chair of the Association of Pharmaceutical Companies, representatives told local media that the upcoming introduction of the reference prices system on medical drugs across Georgia would reduce average costs for products by 35 to 40 percent. Mark Velashvili was commenting on the Georgian initiative that is set to come into force next month and prohibit the selling of medicines above set reference prices in the latest phase of an effort to reduce domestic costs for medical drugs. The association chair said the prices were expected to gradually decrease by 2030, with the figures also dependent on price trends on individual medication. The reference price regulation comes into force on the 15th of February, with the initial list of drug categories to be later expanded to other types. The initiative aims to increase access to quality medicine, ensure fair prices, and a competitive and transparent pharmaceuticals market. However, even though the initiative sounds good, the opposition leaders and many economists criticize it. Girchi leader Zuda Japaridze called out the government, saying setting prices was one of the most unforgivable mistakes according to economic principles. Some economists also recalled the USSR when government set prices for goods, and there were some agencies operating for this very purpose to set fair prices. Due to this practice, there always seemed to be a shortage of goods back in the day. Speaking of government incentives, we found a very interesting story entitled Most Dramatically False and Misleading Points in the Prime Minister's Speech. The article is actually a response of the Anaclia Development Consortium to the comments made on the 12th of December that we reported on by Prime Minister Garibashvili. Prime Minister blamed the consortium for the failure. However, according to the article, the former Prime Minister Bidzina Ivanishvili might have had ties to certain steps made by the government, and it might have been one of the reasons for such finale. For those who don't know Ivanishvili, up until then, extremely secret shell companies were revealed in the Pandora's Papers to have stock in Potiport, which was in sense a competitor of Anaklia. And that's what they were referring to, among other things. To check out the full article, follow the link in the show notes. Moving on to some sports news, Georgian female fencers have won one gold and two silver medals at the Wheelchair Fencing World Cup in Washington. Irma Hetsuriani, a 2022 European champion and World Cup winner, won gold after defeating her Italian rival, Rosanna Paschino, in the Sabre final. 
She also collected a silver at the championship in the Sabre category, conceding the final to Seisuni Yana of Thailand. Nina Tabilashvili, winner of the bronze medal from the 2022 World Cup in Sao Paulo, earned the other silver medal at the event after defeating Hungary's Eva Giamas in the semifinal and losing to Poland's Kinga Zodz in the final. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show and your favorite app. This way you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts, ideas, and anything else you want to tell us by emailing us at georgia at rorschach.com. That's G-E-O-R-G-I-A at R-O-R-S-H-O-K dot com. Now from this... Mm-hmm.